In this episode of the Micah Greens Podcast, I'm going to talk about seed density, seed density calculators, and my new seed density course. Welcome to the Micah Greens Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marsh, and I'm on a mission to help you, teach you, and motivate you to grow flavorful and nutritious microgreens in your home. Each microgreens podcast is meant to supplement content published on homemicrogreens.com, but in reality, the show is more about sharing with you the joys of growing your own food. Not only is it more nutritious, but seeing those plants grows will lift your spirits, bring a smile to your face, and give you a positive outlook on life. Let's get started. Welcome to episode number 35 of the Microgreens Podcast. As I mentioned, today we're going to be talking about seed density calculators and seed density. Seed density for me is where it all started. That's how I got started with home microgreens. I've probably told this story a thousand times, but the main gist of it is I looked online for the seed density for smaller trays, and all I could find was the seed density for 1020 trays. Or they just had some random number, like throw two tablespoons on. And I just didn't think that made a whole lot of sense because of the different sizes of the plants, the different sizes of the seeds, the different densities of the seeds. I just didn't really think that anything I found online was how I wanted to grow microgreens. So I started experimenting and that's how home microgreens got started. Eventually I made a article about it and developed a calculator that allowed you to adjust slider bars for the length and width of the trays, which would change the seeding density for all the different varieties in the calculator. It works great. That calculator is still around. If you want to see it, you can go to homemicagreens.com forward slash calculator, and that will take you to the post where that calculator is. Now, there's not very many microgreen varieties on there. There's, I think, 15, around 15 or 18 different microgreen varieties, but by no means is it complete. And that is until now. I've actually developed two new seed density calculators that work the same method you find out the length and width of your tray. I've also added a calculator if you have round trays where you can figure out the diameter and that will give you the area of the tray and how much seed to use. So the calculator works the same way as the old one. The difference on this one is there's more varieties. There's over 40 varieties and eventually I think there are probably about 60 or 70 different varieties in the calculators. And the other thing is one of the calculators will give you the uh, seeding rate in mass and grams just like the original one does. But the new one will actually give you the seeding rate in teaspoons and tablespoons and quarter cups, depending on the seed variety. That's something someone's been asking for. So along with these calculators, I've actually developed a course. It's just a short four-lesson course that tells you why it's important, why seed density is important. There's a short video lesson on how to calculate the area of your tray or to get the dimensions, the width and the length of your tray, whether it's rectangular or circular. And then the last two lessons contain the calculators. The first gives you how much seed to use in grams, and the second one gives you how much seed to use for all these different varieties in teaspoons or tablespoons or quarter cups, depending on the size of the seed. These calculators and this course are available in the Home Microgreens store. So you can just go to homemicagreens.com forward slash store, or just go to homemicagreens.com and click on the shop button. They'll take you to the store. And either of the menus, the one at the top or the one that's down below the header, you just click on courses and that will take you to the seed density course. Now, if you're not in the U.S. or Canada, you can still purchase the seed density calculator course. Just go to homemicagreens.com forward slash seed dash course. And that will take you to a page where you can actually do a checkout and whatever currency you have and convert it to U.S. dollars.
You can use the same checkout system if you're in the U.S. The advantage of going to the Homemaker Green store is the cost of the course actually counts towards the free shipping. You can also go to homemakergreens.com forward slash three five, and that will take you to the show notes for this podcast. And I'll have links at the bottom that will take you to any of these pages so that you can check out the microgreen seed density course. Let's talk about the reasons why I think these calculators are helpful and why I think seed density is very important. I'm all about growing quality over quantity, and I have found a couple papers that suggest that most of the microgreen nutrition is found in the leaves. Now, some minerals are more abundantly found in the stems, but overall, most of the nutrition is found in the leaves. Maybe I should restate that. The stems are nutritious. It's just that the leaves have more of those nutrients than the stems do. So we really want to grow microgreens with more leaf mass than stem mass. Now, if you're growing microgreens to sell, stem mass is important because it's weight and we sell microgreens by the weight. But overall, I think the majority of us are home microgreen growers and we want quality over quantity. Those papers that talk about where the nutrition is in microgreens are also included as downloads in the uh, seed density course. So what does seed density have to do with the nutritional value of your tray of microgreens? Well, the more seed that you have in those trays, the more competition there is for those plants to grow to find light. The faster they grow stems, the taller they grow, and the smaller the leaf mass is. In one of the videos in the course, I did some B-roll where I took a whole bunch of broccoli seed and spread it really dense across the tray just to get my point across of how people were telling me to seed trays originally. I let that tray of broccoli grow right next to another tray where I only put on 16.5 grams of seed, and you should see the difference in the leaves. They are so much smaller than the less densely planted tray. So much smaller. The tray also isn't growing very uniformly. There seem to have been some problems with some of the seed, whether they molded, I'm not quite sure. The plants are so dense that I can't really tell. But the less dense tray is just a nice canopy all the way across the whole tray. While the dense one has these divots in it, these little bowls where I think some of the seed had some problem germinating, or maybe it had some problem of uh, just competition and some of the plants died off. But the point of that is, if you grow microgreens too dense, there's more probability of having a disease issue. The microgreens grow so dense that there's just no airflow and mold and mildew can form. There are also problems if you don't add enough seed. One, it's more costly. You're, you're paying for the soil or the grow media, and that's generally more expensive than the seeds are. Also, in the last couple of weeks, I've grown some sunflower microgreens less dense than normal. Usually, I put about 4.3 to 4.5 ounces of sunflower seeds on a 10-20 tray. I wanted to see what would happen if I put less on there. Would the leaves get bigger? Would the seed hulls come off easier? These are the kind of questions that go through my mind all the time. So I planted two trays of three ounces each. This is actually the second week I've done that, and I'm not really happy with the results. What I found was the leaves didn't get any bigger, the sunflowers didn't get any taller, the seed hulls didn't come off any easier, and I found the plants had a harder time setting roots into the soil. Some were laid over, there was quite a bit of root hair showing, it they just seem to actually even take longer to grow than when I had them more dense at uh, 4.3 or 4.5 ounces per tray. So growing less sometimes isn't any better. This is also how I find out the best seeding densities. The numbers in my calculator are not made up. 
they're trial after trial after trial, tray after tray after tray of microgreens grown at different densities until I find a range that I think is the best. Are my seed densities perfect? Well, I don't know. They're perfect for me, but I think for anybody, they're a great starting point. If you haven't a clue on how much seed to add to a tray, you can at least start with the values I give you and then decide whether it's too few or too many. Another thing you have to consider is your germination rate. So there's a lot of difference between a seed that germinates at 80% and a seed that germinates at 98%. There's quite a few seeds there that either are going to germinate or not going to germinate. So I sort of normalize everything to around 85%. So if I have a seed that is germinating around 98% or a seed is germinating around 80%, I've actually normalized these numbers to about 85%, which is about the average of most seed packets. I've also considered on how big these microgreens are going to get before you harvest them. For most microgreens, we're talking in the cotyledon stage, like broccolis and kales. You want to harvest them before the true leaf forms. Or mustards, you want to harvest them about when the true leaf forms. Or sunflower seeds, you want to harvest them again, right as the true leaf forms. But then there, there are the herbs and the flowers, like nasturtiums and borage, or with the herbs, your cilantros and your basils. We generally don't harvest those until the true leaves form, and actually those true leaves have gotten a little bit bigger. So we have to make room for those microgreens to grow larger, so you have a much less seeding density than you think you should. I still run into this problem too. I've been testing some endive, trying to find the correct seed density for endive, and I'm actually looking at a tray right now. And a week ago, I looked at the seeds as they germinate, and I'm like, there's no way there's enough seeds in this tray. Like, I'm going to have to up the seeding density. But I was completely wrong. This tray has grown out. It's actually very beautiful right now. I think I've actually, about the perfect amount, maybe even a little less would be better than what I put in originally. I still remember about a year ago, some guy was all over me. He's, he watched my lettuce video. And in that lettuce video, I recommend using 0.8 grams of lettuce seed per 1020 tray. And it's really thin. It's hard to actually spread out 0.8 grams. Actually, I generally give people about a gram of seed just because it's it's so hard to spread out such little amount of seed over a big area. Anyways, he buys the seed from me, spreads it out, and he emailed me, I swear, every other day for about two weeks saying, there's no way this is enough seed. He was pissed. I just said, look at the tray in my video. Like, see how it's grown. It's the same amount of seed. And sure enough, about two weeks after that, he emailed me back and said, well, the tray is looking pretty good right now. So if you use my calculators, just realize that I have gone through all the trials. The seeding densities are what I think is perfect. If you have another form of perfect, I bet you my numbers are still pretty close to what you end up with. Maybe that's why a lot of seed companies recommend using a lot of seeds is they just don't want people to complain. They want those seeds to germinate and they want those trays to be full immediately. Sort of what landscapers do. Landscapers always used to do this. They always used to stuff a bunch of plants in there. Not because they wanted to sell more plants, although that is part of it. But the other part is when they get paid, they want the customer to be happy. They want to look at that area and say, well, that looks really nice. And then in three or four years, the plants are all overgrown. But it doesn't matter. The landscapers already been paid. It's just the fact that the general public doesn't know how big these plants are going to grow. So if they put in the right amount of plants, it would look a little sparse. 
So maybe a lot of the seed companies are just suggesting to throw a lot of seed on just so the customer is happy when they plant them. They think everything's good. It sort of hides their germination rate. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. I do know that I don't do that. I give you my seeding rates for how the tray should look like when you're ready to harvest it. All right, let me recap here. Why do I think seed density is important? Well, one, I want more leaves than stems. I don't want the trays so overgrown that the plants are competing with each other and growing more stems than leaves. I want more leaf mass because I think there's more nutrition in there. There's less problems when you have less seed. There's less chance of mold and mildew growing. It's just, it's just better for the plants to have more space to grow to a point. And that point is if there's too few, you're throwing away some money because your, your soil media or your grow media is more expensive than the seeds. And the microgreens do like some company. They like other plants next to them to help support each other so they don't fall over. And there's a little bit of competition, so they actually set roots and try to grow faster than their neighbors. But not to the point where they're actually fighting with their neighbors to get to the light. So I think seed density is one of the more important things in growing microgreens. I still think the substrate that you're growing on is the most important, then probably light, and then I think seed density. If you want to grow good microgreens, you need good soil or a good fertilizer if you're growing on hemp. You need adequate light, and you need a good seed density. You get those three things together, and then you're going to grow some nice microgreens. I recommend growing for quality over quantity all the time. If you want more information, go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash three five. That'll take you to the show notes for this podcast. In the show notes, I'll also have links to the home microgreens calculator that's on the website. I also have links to the home microgreens seed density course, both in the store and for international sales. One more plug for the microgreen seed density course. It is a four video lesson course. There's a lesson on why I think uh, seed density is important. There's a lesson on how to calculate your planting area in your trays. And then there are two lessons, one with a seed calculator that gives the output in grams and another calculator in the fourth lesson that gives you the output in volume. So teaspoons, tablespoons, and quarter cups. Also, the first lesson has the links to the articles that talk about uh, where nutrition in microgreens is, meaning that there's more nutrition for most nutrients in the leaves rather than stems. And you can download those articles uh, once you get the course. The course is relatively inexpensive. And again, links will be in the show notes at homemicrogreens.com forward slash three five. If you're international and would like the course, you can go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash seed dash course. And of course, the sales pages will have more information on what's in the courses. So I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And hopefully I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Micah Greens podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps out the podcast. As always, stop by homemicagreens.com and say hello. Now before the next show, plant your next tray of microbes. Let's keep growing. <laughs>